for uh, the manifestation of the Spirit of God. We know God is here, but we ask Him to make His presence known. Amen. Amen. It's a blessing to be found in the Lord's house today. I'm excited to see you. Amen. And I hope you're excited to be in the Lord's house. Amen. Can you put your hands together and bless God for Thank God for our uh, music ministry leading us in worship. And of course, thank God for our projections on Christian stewardship. We're excited uh, to spend some time this month uh, talking about stewardship, talking about uh, our responsibility uh, to use the resources God has given us in a way that will bring glory to his name. Amen. 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 I want to I wanna try. Why don't you go to Luke 16. There are several places uh, we'll go today. And the quicker we get there will depend on uh, how, how when you respond to me, it lets me know you got what I'm saying. Amen. Right. So Amen. Uh, the better and quicker you respond, the, the more it lets me know you you're with me and we're on the same page. Amen. We're talking this month about God's word on giving, being agreement with God in terms of what he says about giving. And uh, I want to read from Luke 16 uh, to start us out today and, uh, and then we'll go from there. Luke 16, uh, beginning at verse 1. Uh, and it's, he said also unto his disciple, there was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig to beg I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him, and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto my Lord? And he said, An hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill, and sit it down quickly, and write fifty. Then he said to another, How much owest thou? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and write four score. And the Lord commended the unjust steward, because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. And I say unto you, Make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when ye fall, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God 
and mammon. Amen. Recently read a, a story that I think uh, helps us and will lead us into uh, our discussion uh, for a day, for the day. A lady who was a housekeeper uh, often sat with children of missionaries in the Philippines. Uh, shared, the story was shared about her that one night while lying in bed, she heard some noise in her bedroom and cut on the light and began to inspect all over the room to see what the noise was. She, she discovered uh, that the noise was coming from a storage chest which she had in the room and she kept her books in. When she opened the storage chest which she had heard gnawing and other noises coming from, she discovered that the books she had in this chest were no longer there. There was simply nothing but dust. They had been eaten by termites because rather than reading them and using them, she had simply just stored them there. I bring that up because the reality is is that often we do not realize those things which we hoard and hold on to and often even idolize, if we do not use them responsibly and in this life for kingdom and godly purposes, we will often find ourselves having our resources just like those books. We will look up and they will have been eaten up. How many people in this place, in all reality, look back at your life and look back at resources God has placed into your life. And, and if you're honest, you look back and say, where did they yeah. go? Yeah. Yeah. Look back and how God at times blessed your life and poured into your life. And, and you think about what you might have done or not done with those resources. And you begin to reevaluate where did it all go? Yeah. I, I, I look at that and I want to lift that today because I, I want us to start today with this whole idea of a steward, a, a manager. We, we talked, we opened last week talking about uh, the purpose of, of the tithe, the purpose of giving, that the preeminent purpose being that we would reverence and fear God and understand him as our source and our savior and understand him as supreme in our lives and how there were practical Purposes that God wanted to make sure that those who served and took care of his house were taken care of, that his house itself was taken care of, and that even the poor and widows and fatherless would have means and resources that would be taken care of by his church. And then we, we talked about the purpose of it, but then we talked about some various things, the principle of it, how the tithe was holy unto the Lord and that the giving of the tithe represented the fact that I understood that if I gave God the tenth, it represented that I understood that the whole came from him. Yeah, that yeah. I had what I had, not because I had clocked in and clocked out, not because I had been so good, but because the hand of the Lord had been yeah. faithful in my yeah. life. Yeah. And that before I did anything else with the resources I had been given, I made sure I gave the Lord his first. Yeah. 
Then we talked about how uh, before the law, tithing was in place. We talked about how in the law, tithing was in place. And then we talked about even as Jesus was fulfilling the law, he talked about the necessary necessity of tithing. Now, I want to spend a minute today dealing with um, the whole practice of this. Because I believe this passage in Luke 16 um, helps us understand. And, 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 and why don't we, um, for a moment, just do what this steward did. Let's take a minute and let's be honest about the fact that we have wasted some of God's goods. That, that, that was the reality he came to, that when his manager, when the owner, came to him and wanted an accounting of his stewardship, wanted records, a ledger of how he had taken care of the master's good, he recognized that his waste would be put on record. And he wanted to try to do something about his ways. Can anybody here be honest enough to say there are times in my life God has blessed me and I have been wasteful. Yeah. There are times I prayed to God and asked God to supernaturally move in my life and do for me what I could not do for myself. And I looked up and I had taken the Lord's blessing and wasted it. That, that's what he realized, is that the master gave me resources. Yeah. And I've taken what the master gave me, yeah. and I have wasted it. Right. And, and, and I would suggest to you, if you are going to move forward, if any of us are going to take a different approach and mentality about God's blessings in our lives, mm -hmm. you're going to have to, first of all, be honest about your waste. And repent of how we've wasted the Lord's good. Let me let me say this, and, and I'm gonna move. Thank God for stimulus checks. Thank God for income tax checks. Thank God for all of this. But if you don't change your mindset about God's resource, that fourteen hundred will be gone before it hit the bank. Good if we don't have the right mentality about the blessings the Lord pours into our lives. Somebody can't wait till it gets there. And a few days after it gets there, they don't know where it went. So, so he had to come to grips with the fact that I have been wasteful with what my master gave me. Now, now here, here's another point. Here's another point, and I won't hang out there. What he also understands is I've been wasteful, but I also have to give an account of what I was blessed with. See, see, some of us feel like it's mine, and I do whatever I want to with it. No, that's not, that's not it. The Lord gave it to you, and you're going to have to give an account of all of it. N not just a ten, not not just you're gonna have to give an account of everything the Lord has poured into your life. He knew there'd be accounting of it. He he gives a record of his ways, recognizes his wrong, and then he does what he can to make right 
the wrong he has done to his yeah. house. Yeah. He's a steward. He's a steward, y'all. Get this concept in your mind, and, and, and all of us would be blessed. He's a manager. Yeah. I'm going to try it one more time. He's the manager. He's an overseer. He's the superintendent. He's the supervisor. He is not the owner. And, 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 and the reality is, when we understand we are not owners, we are simply managers. One of the things about longevity and having something for a period of time, um, it causes you to feel like something that you're responsible for taking care of is actually yours. You can have something so long, you can feel like it's yours when actually you are just called to handle it. Yeah. And the reality is, is that it doesn't matter how long what we call your money sits in the bank, how long it sits in your pocket at the end of the day, it belongs to God. Amen. And all of us would have to, as managers, give an account of our stewardship in this life. So, so if I'm going to handle my resources correctly, my mindset has to move from ownership to management. Yeah. That, that I've got to learn God expects me to manage what he has given me. Which means just simply, and I'm moving on. Just because I keep it doesn't mean I control it. In other words, my constant question to God should be, since you gave it to me, what am I supposed to do with it? Since you blessed me with it, how am I called to handle your blessings into my life? All right, let, 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 let's look at this. Let's look at this. And you don't have to go there. But in 1 Corinthians 16, so we talk the practice. So I'm, I'm, I've got in my mind that I'm a steward. Church say steward, steward. I'm a manager. Um, the, the supervisor at your job understands that at some point um, they're going to have an inspection. They're going to have uh, an audit. Uh, something's going to take place where they're going to have to give an account to that which they have been called to handle. And believers have to understand we have to operate in the kingdom with a steward's mentality. And, and then so, if, so if I got the steward's mentality, and, and what, what the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 16 is this. He says, since it's God's and, and God is given to you uh, he gives us, if you will, a, a process of how we are handled what God gives us. In 1 Corinthians 16, um, there is a period of time where they're taking up a collection for uh, the Jerusalem church, the church of Jerusalem, because of uh, much attack and, and various things that were going on in the life of that church. Uh, many of those people had been struggling. And the Apostle Paul took it upon himself uh, to lead churches to give and support the church at Jerusalem. And so he says to the church at Corinth, and uh, in the turn helping other churches, he said that on the first day of the week, he says, set aside that offering or that which you're going to give to support 
the church at Jerusalem. He says on the first day of the week. Why the first day of the week? Because that was their meeting day. But, but it also helps us understand that we put God's first. Yeah. Am I making any sense? Um, um, some people, some people, when they um, handle their, their, their financial resources at home, um, use the uh, envelope concept. Y'all ever done that? Where you put different things in different envelopes. And, and you put on the envelope what this is for. Well, if, if you do the envelope concept, you put the Lord's first. Put his, and he says, put it away and set it aside. Lest the Lord's money gets mixed up with the rest of the money. Y'all didn't hear what I'm saying. Lest you you get the Lord's money mixed up with bill money. Lest you get the Lord's money mixed up with Amazon Prime money or, or mall money or stuff you want to do money. Lest you get it tangled up and mixed up. The Lord's money is holy. Yeah. And holy means it's set apart. So you set it aside. And you do that. First and foremost. So he said, he said the period is the first day of the week. But then he says, the participants is everybody involved. In other words, tithing is not just for a certain group of people. Giving is for all of God's people. Amen. Let me say this. Let me say this. There are people, I know it's not none of y'all, but I just got to throw this in in case... Uh, you run across it, who feel like we give because if we don't give, uh, the lights will go off, um, that, that the needs of the church won't be met. That, that's not why you give. You give because the Lord gave it to you and in appreciation and gratitude of it, you give back to him. Because you do know the Lord knows how to keep the lights on whether you give or not. Right. Right. You, you do know the Lord was blessing his church before you ever gave a dime or a dollar. I'm just trying to help somebody. Yeah. And, and, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because some people will say, um, well, it's enough people giving where I don't have to give. Mm -hmm. Or they got it taken care of. No, if the Lord gave you something, you have a responsibility to bless him like he has blessed you. Don't hang up on me. I'm just telling you what the word said. And he so he says, he said, each one of you in First Corinthians 16, you look at it for yourself. He said, on the first day of the week, each one of you. And you remember, you remember Malachi 3, what did it say? Bring ye all the tithe. In other words, each one of you bring the Lord. What rightly and rightfully belongs to him. And then, and, then, and, then, and then the place, the place. He told him, bring it to the Lord's house. And in, in, in the Old Testament, Malachi says, bring it into the storehouse. But what it is literally saying to us is bring it to the designated place where God's people gather, where they can make right use of what the Lord has blessed his people with. Right. Yeah. 
And then, and then, then he says, he shows us the portion. He says, as he may prosper. And NIV says, according to your income. In other words, in other words, if the Lord is prospering you, you ought to make sure you are helping his kingdom and his work prosper. Yeah. Right. Y'all, y'all got quiet right there. If if God elevates you, y'all ain't him. If, if the Lord keeps raising you and, and pouring into you, you ought to consistently make sure you're pouring into his kingdom. Can I tell y'all everybody wants to prosper? And everybody, everybody wants, wants prosperity. But what God is saying here is as I pour it into your hand, make sure you don't close that hand. Make sure you become a blessing like you have been blessed. I told, I told the group when tonight, and I wish, I wish y'all could get this. But in Genesis 12, God told Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you. But then he also said, I'm going to make you a blessing. Yeah. And, and many of us don't mind being blessed. But we don't want to be a blessing. In other words, we want the blessing to stop with us. But, but the Lord isn't interested in blessing you if all you want is a blessing from him to come to you but not through you. In other words, the Lord doesn't mind blessing you if you don't mind being a channel or rather of all a blessing into the life of, of somebody else. So he says to us, as he may prosper. And then and then and then he gives, he gives, and I won't deal with that necessarily today. In 2 Corinthians 8, and even in, in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 3. He says to us that responsible people will be called to handle the blessings God pours into the church. And, and in 2 Corinthians 16, he talks about how they will, in 2 Corinthians 6, he'll talk about how they will take what the Lord has given and use it for the purpose in which he gave. It to them. Yeah. Now let me let me deal with two things, and I'm gonna leave y'all alone. The first thing I want to deal with on my way out is what many people, what I would call a problem with tithing, why some people struggle with tithing. Here's here's what here's what Malachi three says, verse eight says, "Will a man rob God? Mm -hmm. Wherein have you robbed me?" And he said, well, well, and you say, where, "Where have we robbed you?" And, and God says to them, to his own people, in tithes and in offerings. He says, he says, you have taken what, that's what, that's what, that's what robbing is, isn't it? That's right. It's taken from someone what rightfully belongs to them. If anybody ever been robbed, if you, 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 you had something or something rightfully belongs. If you if you go to the store and and somebody doesn't give you all your change, you being robbed. That's right. If 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 you if you are owed something and you don't you're being robbed. And so God is saying that every Sunday morning, 
is nobody's wearing a mask, nobody's pulling a gun, but he said every Sunday morning somebody's robbing me. Come on now. Yeah. Now, now here is here is how we rob. Here's how we rob. When we call a tip a tithe. A tip is when I give what I think is deserving. And y'all, y'all ever looked at looked at those those figures on that on on the bottom of that receipt, and it has uh, fifteen percent what that would be, twenty percent what that what 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 you could pay the waitress. Yeah. And you looked at all that, and you said she ain't getting that. You made up your mind. Though there were certain parameters, standards, whatever you want to call it, you were going to give what you wanted That's right. to give. And, and what, what I'm suggesting to you is that God is saying there is something you owe him. And when we call a tip a tithe, we're robbing him. When he blesses us lavishly, and then we treat him with a stingy heart. When he blesses us liberally, and then we withhold from him that which rightfully belongs to him. I've lost some of y'all. Y'all, y'all, oh, yeah. that's all right. That's, let me let me give you four things that 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 would suggest or reasons that you might not be really giving God what's due him. One of them is you have a totally given God yourself. That's right. right. Say it. Say it. Second we talked about this. And church in Macedonia, the Bible says that the reason they were able to give the way they gave was because they first gave themselves. And, and if I'm struggling to give God my substance, it might be because I'm struggling and I haven't totally given God myself. Let me, let me put it another way. Let me put it another way. Some of us don't have a problem with Jesus as Savior, but we do have a problem with Jesus as Lord. All right. I don't mind him saving me. I don't mind him delivering me, but I don't want him telling me what to do with what's, I, what's mine. Come on now. See, the Lordship of Christ means that he reigns and rules in my life, not just in one area, but in every area of my life. And I look to him and he leads me and he tells me to do what to do with what I have because he is Lord and ruler of my life. That's right. Yeah. And so as long as he's saving me, delivers me. Um, but, but as soon as he starts telling me what to do with my money or how to run my house, I don't mind him being Savior. Y'all playing with me, but that's all right. I don't mind him being Savior, but another, another word, Lord, uh, right now, I don't care what the Bible says. This is what I'm going to do with what I have. And so when I haven't given the Lord myself, I'm going to struggle giving him my substance. That's right. And then, and then, and then Matthew six twenty one. It could be when God does not have my heart. It says where your treasure is, 
what you value most, what you place most important, wherever your heart is, that's where the best of you will be. In other words, whoever and whatever you love, you will give whatever you have to support them. And if you're struggling with giving to God, it just might be your heart is not where God needs it right now. Right? And then, and then sometimes, sometimes it's when people feel like they don't have enough. You remember that woman Elijah encountered, and and he told her, uh, make him a cake and make it first. And you remember what she said? She said, I only have enough for me and my son. Listen, she said, we're going to eat this and then die. And and Elijah said, make mine first. And the Lord is going to bless your house. Y'all who know that story, 1 Kings 17, y'all who know that story, know that she was obedient. She did what it said. And the Bible says her power was full for many days. In other words, she placed, she didn't, she didn't have enough. In other words, she was placing faith in the word of God by listening to the man of God. And God blessed her house for me. When long after Elijah left her house, there was a still a blessing in her house because she was obedient to what the word of God said. And sometimes it may not seem like you have enough to even give to God, but the Bible says in obedience, matter of fact, the Bible says you ought to walk in a spirit of obedience because God wants you simply to learn how to be obedient to him. That's right. Can I can I say this? Can I say this? Number move. Some of us wonder how. Those who've gone before us did all they did. And I believe more than anything, it was a matter of priorities. See, even your big mama, you might be able to come by a house, get something to eat. You might be able to come by and borrow some money, but you weren't going to borrow the Lord's money. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in in a purse, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a pocketbook, um, somewhere she had the large money set aside. And she might have not had a big house, but she always had food in the house. She, she may not have had a six-figure job and, and, a, and a five or six-figure car, but she always was able to manage and hold on because she learned the blessing of priority. And and here we are making more than they ever had and sometimes we got to borrow from Big Mama because we've not learned how to prioritize what the Lord has placed in our hands. Come on now. (laughs) And then finally, sometimes we don't give because we feel like we have too much. Um, pastor in Dallas, uh, he's deceased now, talked about a member who asked him to join with them in prayer. Uh, they were making 
$40 a week and, and they were tithing $4 and they asked him to join them in prayer that the Lord would bless them to be able to give more. A few years later, they were blessed to the point of giving the Lord $500 a week. Came back to him and said, can I go back on the promise I made the Lord? <laughs> because what I'm giving is just too much. And some of us don't realize it, but we're fine with $1 and $2 gifts. But when the Lord blesses us beyond that, y'all ain't getting what I'm saying. I'm fine with him pouring it in. But I got a problem when I got to give it out. And in other words, I don't mind him raising me. But I do have a problem with raising him. Y'all ain't getting what I'm saying. So, so I don't mind the Lord blessing my house and giving me more than I ever imagined. But sometimes I'm stingy and reserved when the Lord calls me to give back to him the blessing he's poured into my life. You remember, you remember, you remember um, that, that man who was blessed and the Bible said blessed to the point that he had stuff overflowing. And rather than looking around and being a blessing to somebody else, he said, I'm going to be a bigger boss. I'm going to make more room for the stuff I have. And the Bible said that night his soul was required of him. And what you're proud of me is, Lord, let me be a bigger blessing. Y'all ain't getting this, y'all. Uh, Psalm, Psalm 27 says some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but our hope is in the Lord. Can I tell you why you bless God? Because you realize even if I give the Lord back what he's blessed me with, the same God that blessed me with it in the first place. The earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The same God that gave it to me the first time, he can bless me with it again and again because the cattle of a thousand hills belongs to the Lord. I'm leaving y'all. I hope I hope I ain't made you mad. But, but, but I want to close by, by telling you some profits or benefits of blessing God. Second Chronicles 31 and 9 tells us that when we do right by God, there are powers of blessings for God's work. In other words, God's work can go forward because we have been responsible and right according to what the Lord has blessed us with. Do you realize when we don't give right, we're not only robbing God, but we're robbing God's intent towards this world. In other words, ways God wanted to bless people and be a blessing, the church is not able to do it because we have held back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you know every time we rob God, there are hungry mouths that can't get fed. Yeah. Every time we rob God, there are clothes that children need that cannot get bought or taken care of because we're robbing God. And God's work does not go forward as it should. Right. Yeah. Secondly, Malachi chapter 3 
God says, I'll pour out blessings. Yeah. And, and the reason, I'm not going to hang here, but the reason, reason I like that is that God says, I'll pour out and not throw out blessings. All right, all right. See, see, pour out means he's going to give it with intentionality. Yeah. See, if he just throws out blessing, that, that means they'll go anywhere. But when I pour out and pour into his kingdom, God knows how to pour blessing and he'll open up the windows of heaven. Wish I had a Bible reading. He'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you don't have room enough to receive. What one man was asked, why and how was he always able to give to God? And he says, well, I give to God and I shovel out whatever I have, I shovel it to God. He said, but God always shovels back what I give to him. And he said, God has a bigger shovel. Some used to say, you can't beat God giving. No matter how you try, the more you give to him, the more he gives to you. Just keep on. Anybody here witness and say, I thought I was giving too much. But when the Lord started raining down no blessings, I realized the Lord kept pouring and kept pouring. And can, can I tell y'all, the Lord might open one window on Sunday. He might open up another window on Tuesday. But the Lord has so many windows and so many ways he can bless you. You ought to be liberal and loving and want to give all you have. Then he says, there'll be protection from the enemy. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. In, in other words, everything the enemy sends to try to eat up your crop, the Lord will stay the hand. Y'all ain't helping me preach this. Y'all playing with me. But the Lord will let $2 be like $20 when you do right by him. The, the Lord will let that half a tank of gas end up like a full tank of gas when you do right by him. And there are times the enemy came in and wanted to eat up your house, but God's hand was on the enemy, and he wouldn't let him eat up what he wanted to destroy in your house. He said, I will rebuke him in everything he wanted to destroy. I will bless it because I'll keep his hand. But not only that, here's the last thing and I'm done. You will have prosperity in the face of your enemies. Here's what he says. All the nations will call you blessed. I'm done. I'm done. Here's what he's literally saying. There are folk that are talking about you because you go to church on Sunday and give those people your money. But when Lord gets to blessing your life and doing great things in your life, they're going to have to look at you. And even though they don't like you, they're going to have to call you blessed. See, other nations were not God-fearing, God-loving nations. But when they watched God's hand on Israel, they had to say, we don't like them, but God's hand is on them. We don't think anything of them, but they're blessed. Why are they blessed? Because they've chosen to give their lives and their best to the Almighty God. And somebody would want to know how'd you get blessed like that? Wearing stuff beyond 
what your income says you can win. Yeah. All right. Riding in something you ain't, but because the Lord has blessed you. Yes. Come on now. And he'll show the enemy. And see, the reason, I'm done, but the reason the enemy knows you're blessed is because sometimes the enemy has tried to stop you. Sometimes the enemy has talked about you. And despite everything they did, the Lord still bless your life. Anybody here can say, I'm blessed in the city? Blessed in the field? Blessed going out? Blessed coming in? Eat steak and, and potatoes last night, but there was some on the table. Didn't stay in a mansion last night, but there was a roof over my head. Didn't drive a Bentley to church this morning, but I had transportation. The Lord knows how to bless his children. And when we bless him, he'll pull you Yes, he will. And maybe. Maybe I need, maybe I need money on Monday. Mm -hmm. But maybe Tuesday I need peace. And the Lord knows because you've done right by him to open up the window you need and give you the blessing you need mm -hmm. in your life. Stand on your feet, stand on your feet. Agree with God. Agreeing with God doesn't mean I always understand what he's going to do, how he's going to do it. But I'm saying, God, I trust you. I trust your word. I trust your word. And if, if you said it, God, I'm going to believe it. God, I, I'm not going to withhold from you. I'm not going to cheat you. I'm not going to rob you, God. But God, as good as you have been to me, and only you know how low things have gotten. Y'all, I'm, I'm looking at us a year into this pandemic, and, and y'all, we hadn't lost weight. what I'm saying. We hadn't gone hungry. Hadn't lost your mind. And I don't know anybody else to give credit to but the Lord. Maybe you did lose the job but he still kept you. Thank you Maybe some things did get shaken up, but but he's still right there blessing you. Oh yeah. And how dare us cheat God when he's been so faithful, faithful to us. I want to challenge you today. I want to make an appeal first to that person who does not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That does you that you do not know him personally.
personal, and that is intimately a relationship with him. You've asked him into your life. You've opened up your heart and received him, believing Jesus Christ is God's son, died for your sins, rolled on the third day. That's, that's relationship. That's intimacy. But then I want to challenge every person in this place whose profession is that you are a believer. I'm going to challenge you today to not only let Jesus be Savior, but let him be Lord. In, every, in other words, every area of my life, I want you to be Lord in it. Robin, one, of the, one, of, one definition for Robin means hiding. And there are areas of our, our lives we try to hide from God. We won't be transparent and open up and let him lord over. And this is a day to say, Lord, I don't just want you to save my soul. But Lord, I want you to do some things in my life. But I know the only way you can do it is if I release them. If I submit to you, if I give them over to you, let him have his way today. Could be today, need relationship. And then today, your prayer may be lordship. Lord, Lord, just, I want to take my hands off of it, God. Let me give it over to you. I see why it's not where it needs to be and what it needs to be because, God, I'm not letting you rule it. I'm not letting you reign over it, God. But this day, I'm giving it to you. And then you may need a church, a place. You can grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Let him, let him into your life. Connect with other believers where you can have a growing, serving relationship with the church. Watching, listening, will you come contact us? Give your life.
the apostle Paul says as the man has purpose in his heart so let him give not grudgingly nor of necessity for God loves the cheerful giver I'm going to close today saying God doesn't want you giving yourself giving your substance in an angry, frustrated way. But God wants you to lovingly and willingly say, Lord, I'm yours and it's yours. And God do whatever. So this day, purpose in your heart. How you want to live your life. Purpose in your heart. How you want to give to God and what you want to give to God. And the Bible says, God loves a cheerful giver. I just believe when God blesses me, he's happy about it. And if he's happy about blessing me, I want to be happy about blessing him. As you leave today, baskets on both sides, we encourage you to give as you leave. And certainly those who give electronically online, give a fine. Good to see all of you. Matter of fact, take a moment, look around the building, wave. Uh, let, amen. Let somebody know how glad you are to see them. Father, how we love you and we bless you and we thank you for what our eyes have seen, what our ears have heard, and what our hearts have felt. Thank you for your presence in this place. And now, God, as we leave here, we pray with the better for what you've done in this place. God, I pray for that person that doesn't know you, that person that needs to be more intimately connected to you. That God will all be what you desire for us to be. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling, present you fall before the presence of his glory with exceedingly great joy. Only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Let us all see.